What's good? My name is Corey Latay, and welcome to another episode of the Habit of Fitness podcast, where we work to provide athletes with consistent inspiration and education for staying accountable and keeping commitments to yourself. Today's episode is titled Exercising Adaptation. And a question that I get a lot and also just see a lot in regards to fitness is when am I going to start seeing progress? And I propose that a better question to ask is how do you keep results over a long period of time? If the goal stops at when you start seeing progress, then you're not likely to maintain the results or the work that you've been doing. So when we focus on how do we keep, how do we develop and keep results over a longer period of time, we're more likely to see things in the long term and we can adjust our goals and our habits accordingly so we can be living the lifestyle of the person who has those results. So the main takeaway is that there are layers of adaptation that are necessary for a long-term change and we're going to analyze those different layers, whether they be physical, um, whether it be physical adaptations, mental or emotional adaptations, and we're going to see how that can affect how we make results over time. So exercise is, by definition, an active process, which pretty much just means it requires effort. This also means that it does not happen passively. If it needs to happen actively, it does not happen passively. It does not happen without effort. Whether your goal is to lose weight, to build muscle, to become quicker, to increase your cardiorespiratory health, this all happens or the progress happens when you act onto it. And I will guarantee you that reaching your goals with fitness will not just happen to you. It happens with work, dedication, and time. It happens with adaptation. And to adapt pretty much, you know, just means to make something suitable for a new use or purpose. Happens when something is being adjusted for a new set of conditions. When it comes to fitness, new conditions can be engaging in regular physical activity, can be eating properly, or better yet, it can just be having the body that you want. That can be, that's the main reason that a lot of my clients have come to me. They just have a certain way that they want to look, and that itself could just be the new condition. And to get to this new condition, there is a system that is specific to you to get there. I believe I read this in The Power of Habit, but you have a system for something right now. For the lifestyle that you are living right now, you are fully functioning in that system. And I'm going to assume that right now that is not working for you. Whether you have negative habits that you want to get rid of or there are positive habits that you're starting to work on and you just want to improve upon, you currently have a system that's not working and you want to adapt a new system to reach the goals that you want. So in order to change that system, you have to act on a new system. And I know it probably is sounding like repetitive, but I'm trying to make this sound like as basic and as simple as possible. So you, you're going to need to act on these systems mentally and physically to see the changes that you want. So with fitness, it's not only in the gym. It's not only in the kitchen, it's also in your mind, it's in your self-talk, and it's in the mental hurdles that you have to get over to see that change. So I'm going to demonstrate an example of this through my journey with handstands. So a question I get a lot is, how did I get so good at handstands? And I hear that and I think, 
I mean, I'm not that good at handstands. I can get up there and stay up there, but my form is off or I'm not doing everything properly. And I've learned that the only thing that they're really saying is, how do you get up there and stay up there? Like That's the basic premise of what you're saying. And handstands is a perfect example of adaptations because there is a lot more than the physical aspect. And what I mean by that is proprioception is a very important sense when it comes to doing handstands because you're upside down. Proprioception is simply like the awareness of your body and your movement in space. So just being aware of where your body is in space. And because we are not used to being upside down, that is not a condition that is normal for humans to just be upside down. Your body has to get used to being in a new condition in this certain specific position so that you can keep your balance and stay up there. The same thing could, I guess, be said with, you know, standing on one foot for a long time, but being upside down is, you know, a completely different area that your body, if you haven't done it, has not experienced it, and you need to experience it more and more to be able to stay up there for a while. One of the main things I learned with handstands is that you have to trust that there is more going on under the hood than what you can see. And what I mean by that is that you must trust that there is more going on that is just going to be outside of your awareness, more going on in your brain, more going on in your body that you just can't see and you aren't aware of. And you have to trust that that's going on so that you can be consistent. Because if you don't trust that that's going on and you're just seeing repeated failure, 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 repeated falls, repeated um, hurting your wrist or something like that, you have to trust that there's more going on so that you can get over that mental hurdle. It took me four months to get the first second or the first two seconds of my handstand or for me to feel like I actually stayed up there more than I was before. It took four months of falling, four months of me watching what felt like the exact same video over and over and over because I used to record myself so I could try and, you know, do better next time and try to get in a different position next time. Four months of watching what felt like the same exact video until I saw, oh, I stayed up there a little longer or I really had at that time. I made a post on Instagram the other day where I said, about handstands, where I said, um, the way that I got so good at them was I messed up more than I gave up. And it takes conti- it took continual failures and me feeling like nothing was changing for me to eventually just one day think that it just clicked. And what happened was it didn't just click. I did, I was consistent. I probably, um, I probably trained my handstand at least like five minutes, five out of seven days of the week. And I would record myself, and although I was not seeing any progress, my body was getting used to being in that position. There's also another idea with handstands where you have to get yourself in the most comparable position um, assisted. So what that would be pretty much is getting upside down with your stomach against the wall. So you're like in the handstand position, but you are against the wall with your stomach, as opposed to against the wall with your back, because with your stomach, you are... In the most comparable position to the actual freestand handstand or i forgot what, i forget what it's called but the regular handstand so you have to get used to being in that position 
like part of the training is just sitting in that position. It's not doing no push-ups. It's not trying to get on one hand. It's just staying in that position for an extended period of time. So your body can get used to that change. And so it can adapt and say, okay, I'm getting used to this. And you'll be more likely to, uh, you know, improve when you're not against the wall. Um, there's a concept related to this when you're trying to build muscle. I believe it's called progressive overload. Um, I should probably know what the title of that is, but yeah, pretty much uh, say you're doing five pounds every day for a week or something like that. You need to eventually start adding more weight. So whether that be seven and a half pounds, um, 10 pounds for your body to say, okay, I'm used to the five pounds. The 10 pounds is different. Ooh, let me um try and adapt so I can get better at the 10 pounds. And after a while, your body gets used to the 10 pounds and you need to keep upping the weight. But if you never up the weight, your body never experiences that new condition. And it, it won't feel the need to um, adapt to get used to the new condition of the 10 pounds because it has not experienced it yet. So you have to experience that new stimulus for you to even feel the need for the progress. And then you need to be consistent so your body can get used to it. And eventually all these parts are going to start to sync together. With physical adaptation, your muscles and your senses are going to start to work together. With mental adaptation, as you do something over um, a period of time, it eventually just becomes easier. You'll build more confidence. Um, repetition is, and this is in all learning really, um, and gradual repetition especially, so over a period of time, is one of the main bases for being able to learn and hold memory um, with emotional adaptation, which is one that people probably don't talk about as much. Like I said earlier, you have to be willing to keep going when you consciously are not seeing any sort of change. And it's not cute. It's not amusing. It's not amusing to watch me do the handstand for four months and watch me keep falling. If you've tried to get into fitness, you've probably had some type of self-doubt some sort of um, self-blame where you just feel like you're not doing enough or you're not doing something right which you know to a certain extent could be true you could maybe like use some help with some certain things but also there I guarantee you there is more going on under the hood when you start to develop a habit especially when it's something that's very new to you and it takes a while to lay down that foundation of change to build that consistency and that trust with yourself and this is essentially the idea of being resilient so okay Corey, i get that you have to do something for a while to get better at that it's kind of common sense you know how do i get past that first week though like my issue isn't knowing that i need to do it long term it's how do i start doing it long term because these first couple days couple weeks couple months are hard to get past and this is why uh this idea is why i preach so much that starting as small as possible is so important and you have to start so small that it feels disrespectful to yourself say something like you're trying to build muscle and I tell you to do five push-ups a day for a week. Now you're going to look at me like five push-ups a day is not going to get me the body that I want. Or it's not going to, um, I'm not going to see any progress or results from it. And you are right. You're not going to physically really see any results or anything from doing five push-ups a day. My response to that is one, you're doing more than what you were doing. So five push-ups a day for a week is more than no push-ups a day for a week. One. And two, 
to do the five push-ups a day, it still requires planning and commitment. By you doing that every day, you will be, like I said, laying down that foundation. If you're doing tracking, that can also show you um, like actual physical evidence that you've been consistent with something. And that's mentally and emotionally preparing you for the more vigorous activity that maybe a trainer or that um, you would want to start doing later. So if you've never been consistent with exercise, so why would you start doing like an hour a day or something like that? And what that's going to really turn into is doing just an hour a week. And I would say it's better to do five, 10 pushups every day for a week than work out for one hour one day for the week because doing the five to 10 pushups every day, you're making that, you're doing that planning and you're making that commitment on a consistent basis versus you doing it one hour and then just kind of forgetting about it. It's not laying down that foundation. Yeah, that's a general idea of what I wanted to speak on today. Um, the main points where there are layers of adaptation that can be mental, physical, and emotional. You have to trust that there's more going on under the hood when you're not seeing physical or um, immediate results and starting small helps with planning and consistency. The question I proposed in the beginning was how do you keep results over a long period of time? It can be easier said than done for me to just tell you of course that you just need to do something over a long period of time and me to just explain okay yeah you need to adapt but you also just need to trust that when you aren't feeling the best about what you're doing and when you're not seeing the results, when you're not seeing what you want, when you want it, especially um, if it's not happening happening within the time that you want it to happen. There are other things going on in your brain and in your heart um, emotionally that are still being worked on just by the pure fact of being consistent and staying accountable to yourself. So yeah, this is Corey Latte with the Habit of Fitness podcast. The name of today's episode was Exercising Adaptation. I hope you were able to gain some sort of value out of this and I hope you have a great day.